Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. I'm Samuel Suggs, one of your co-hosts, and Emily is with me tonight. So, Emily, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, if you so please. Hello, hello, Emily here, co-host of the evening. Emily is in, well, not literally in the building. Emily is in is in the virtual meeting, I guess you could say. Yes. Um, I realized that we've forgotten, like, completely to do, like, the life updates, life intros, and all that. So after I after I plug the show in a second, we will do that. But um, if you're listening to this, obviously, you have found us. Um but if you're looking for another more convenient way to find us, we are on YouTube, on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcast, and all major podcast platforms. So that is where you can find us. You can also email us below the online podcast at gmail.com. So, Emily, what is your life update, story, joke, rhetorical question, any of that, if you have one? Um, okay, so last night I went to dinner. Okay. And I went to one of my favorite places. Hibachi. Of course. It's pretty good. You you like hibachi. I do like hibachi. It's it's usually I feel like when I go to hibachi, like everyone's just like there for the show, right? Like they know yeah. what's gonna happen. We all know the jokes. The it's white jokes people Asian that. food. Right? It's definitely white people Asian mm-hmm. food. Um so here's the deal. I was at Hibachi last night, and that was the most interesting other, like, there were only four people in my group, so there was seated at our table, or nine people total, a group of three that was like a family, parents, and then like an adult age daughter, I would say, um, and then two gentlemen. Very, very interesting crowd, and I'm 99% sure, well, at least the three people, the family, had not been to that hibachi place before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just so interesting because I feel like everyone, like at least everyone I know has been hibachi, they yeah. were so confused by the whole process. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious to watch. They See, I, did not know how to order. They didn't oh know. No. And and But my favorite part was watching their reactions to, uh, like, the fire. And were they just the terrified? I mean, they were like, rolling on the floor laughing almost. Oh, like, goodness. You know, the daughter especially seemed to really enjoy it. means so they were I'm easily ha- entertained. Yeah. I was really happy for them. So, um, I heard I heard some new jokes, though. Um, I won't repeat them on here. Our guy was a little interesting. So, you know, it wasn't the same old, same old stuff. But it was, it was pretty funny. Good old, good old night at Hibachi. Um, but... I always get the chicken and the filet because I feel bougie, and also, yeah, also, then you have enough leftovers for lunch the next day, oh, so today smart. for lunch I got to eat hibachi leftovers, Smart. and that was, like, the best leftover meal of my life, so. See, that's what my sister does, too. Like, okay. she's a very light eater, and whenever we go to a restaurant... I mean, like, she knows that she's getting, she's going to take, like, especially if she gets, like, a sandwich. She's a, she's a very lady. Like, she knows she will have at least half of a sandwich, if not more, left. But, but she's also the kind of person that can go to Chick-fil-A and get, like, an 8 or 12 pound nugget and save half of it, and I'm not that person. Yeah, how? Yeah, no. I mean, A, oh. how are you that, 
not hungry and b how <laughs> how do you control yourself to that level i have not I been able to I do that i do not have that self-control i will eat myself to the point of being miserable before i save half of a chick-fil-a meal yeah i don't go quite that far but when i was um my, my last job i was working outside and you know I'm, i just i like chick-fil-a um and also giving me um access to DoorDash, uh, along with access to a pretty substantial paycheck, is a bad idea. Um, you as it I, I did. Um, I'm, glad I, I'm, glad I, uh, I'm glad DoorDash isn't as accessible where I am right now, because, I mean, I still have, thankfully, plenty of money uh, in my banking account, but uh, it was the, the, you know, people always joke about how, you know, they have, like, an FBI agent that's watching them and that's kind of, you know, helping them out throughout their life. If we did really have those, my FBI agent was probably just appalled at how much Chick-fil-A I was eating. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely need to slow down. I have slowed down, obviously, in the rate at the rate of which uh, that I eat Chick-fil-A. But, but yeah, giving me uh, access. And you know, I had an excuse. You know, I had an excuse to say I was working hard. I wasn't. I mean, I, I wasn't doing anything. Trust me. Everybody else was doing all the work. I wasn't doing anything. But... Um, you know, I had an excuse to say, yeah, I'm working hard. I deserve $30 worth of Chick-fil-A, which, you know, with the extremely high delivery fees in the big city means, well, I, I got two sandwiches, some waffle fries, and a drink. And those, I think at Christmas I got a drink and a milkshake. And, you know, Chick-fil-A's milkshakes are like 7 bucks a pop, which is ridiculous. Um, I got but, one of those today for free. Have a birthday reward. Oh, you still had your birthday reward from... See, Chick-fil-A's yeah, smart. Freezer, See, you know what Starbucks does that's really annoying? They take away your birthday reward the day after your birthday. My parents yeah, have both had, had that issue before. Yeah, you have to go on your birthday, yeah. And this time I was so stuffed because we had had so many treats at work and so many... Like, I had already gone to dinner and dessert, so you know what I did? I outsmarted the Starbucks birthday reward system. You just tell I, them it was your birthday today? No, because at the market, uh, I went, you can get any food or drink item. Mind you, I'm not a coffee drinker anyways. Um, and I got egg bites and I saved them for the next day. Smart breakfast for the next because day. Because I was like, I can't like, if I go get a drink right now, I'm not going to be able to drink it. Like I'm stuffed. I just had ice cream. Like, yeah, I don't need anything at all. And it was like. 8 p.m., which my Starbucks closes at 8 o'clock at night. Anyway, oh, so I can like, wait an hour and go, um, which is stupid. But, yeah, so I feel like that semi outsmarted the system. But, yeah, I feel Starbucks, like you did. right now, I've got old birthday rewards I'm working on getting this month. Starbucks is the only one that, that has uh, it, like. That make you yeah. get it on your birthday. Which I feel like that's just not. I feel like that's kind of like counterintuitive because you know most people on on their birthday are you know they're they're busy with either parties or you know if their birthday falls on weekday they still have to go to work or school or or do other stuff i mean it's not like their birthday is necessarily a free day unless it's on a weekend and you want it to be like that so starbucks i think you need to get your crap together i'm just saying it is i do feel that it's a pretty generous uh, birthday reward you know of all the places that give you different things um i'll tell you i'll tell you some good ones mind you i am in oklahoma and i um you know i don't necessarily <laughs> branch out a lot but so i got <laughs> a piece of cake from a grocery store Fresh it's a it's a small chain so okay like, you may have i was about to so say that's really generous that's so, not like, corporate piece though. of cake worth a few dollars right okay. yeah Kohl's, 
everyone loves some Kohl's. Five dollars Kohl's cash, so I can go spend five dollars. Oh, like, well, can get me a free chapstick. That's nice. Or I could like get five dollars off something. Um, here's a great one for us Southerners. Um, tacos for life. Yes, absolutely. Get a free dip trio. Are you going to hold trio? Oh, dang. I need to get back on the Tacos for Life app. You get the queso, guac, and salsa, but if you order on the app or if you go there, you can exchange those out. So I always get, like, triple queso. Oh, yeah. That's what I do, too. I don't don't like guacamole. I like salsa, but I don't... I like, like, authentic salsa, as long as it's not too spicy. I like authentic salsa. I don't like the stuff Tacos for Life uses. Um, Yeah, yeah. But... It's okay. Yeah. Jimmy John's. Free sandwich. You get a... What? Dang. Okay. Yeah. our local movie theater gives you a free combo. You get a free large popcorn and large drink. Dang, so that's like a hundred, what, a hundred dollars worth? Wow, they're, uh, they're really, really generous. Um, here's one that I didn't ever remember getting before, so I don't know if it's new or not, but Target, mm. five, 5% off on the trip. So, I'm not oh. sure what the restrictions are. It doesn't seem like there's yeah. hmm. many, but yeah, 5% off. So, I'm excited for that. Um... Chipotle. I'm pretty sure that's not a birthday thing. I think I just have that. Just have that reward. Yeah. Did and you then, get one for Kane? Does Kane's do? I feel like they would be do birthday Kane's stuff. Be big is on like birthday. Not not it on the technology life. They're not. Oh I well, you know what? Online from them a couple times. It's just not the same as Chick Fil A. I yeah. will. I will say. It's, just, it's it's not it. So I haven't gotten anything from them. That's I'm a not shame. Sure they even have my birthday. Well, you know. I rarely order ahead there. Canes is, uh, they're also not very good on their, their shipping front, because I shipped Emily a, uh, a, a gift card for her birthday, and I, what, I bought it, what, nine days before her birthday, and it just got there today. Uh, so, two weeks to, uh, to, to ship a very tiny plastic card in a very tiny paper envelope, so, uh, congratulations, uh, to Canes for, uh, for that. I think I just lost you, Emily, my internet's going out here. Um, so, yeah, let's see if I can get Emily back, and, um, yeah. Um, in terms of birthday stuff, I did know, I, I didn't know this until the other day, Emily, but I've been, I've been promoting this, even though they're not paying me, but I've been promoting this, because it really is cool, like, there are really no catches to it, but NASCAR's Fan Awards program, uh, program, if you're not already signed up for it, you should, if you already have a NASCAR.com account, just use that, sign up, it's free to sign up, but you get points, um, it's, it's 50 points for checking into the leaderboard for each truck Xfinity Cup race, you get points for answering trivia, you get points for, like, playing NASCAR Fantasy, you get points for, um, like consistently going on the leaderboards and then as you earn more points you go up tiers and these tiers will give you a a percentage upgrade so i'm i just got to the champion tier the other day so it gives me a 10 percent uh points um like upgrade so what i previously got 50 points for checking into a race leaderboard i now get 55 and all that it's it's a really cool system and i i got uh i showed this off in a video the other day but i got a uh, an autographed alex bowman hat for free i mean the hat was free i had to pay 1350 for shipping because <laughs> uh corporate america but um it, it was that's fun but they also give you a birthday reward of 100 points so i'm gonna get 100 points for being alive and uh soon here so that'll be fun that's neat of, of nascar to do that um so yeah that'll be that'll be in my uh I guess the bank. I am kind of sad though, Emily. So I don't know why, but I'm a stickler for round numbers, and what I mean by that is like numbers that end on a zero or even numbers. 
I cannot have the... I like numbers that end in five. Yeah, zero or five. Yeah, zero or five. But I cannot have, like, the car temperature, the house temperature, the TV volume. I cannot have that on an odd number. Nor can I really... St if something is, like, in a linear round zero or five, it pains me to see it not be like that. The only bad thing about the percentage increase on the points thing is that, say, when you, you get ten points for answering trivia, you get fifty points for checking into a race leaderboard... Um, I think you get 10 for playing fantasy each week. Now, the 10 ones are 11 because of the increase, and the 50 ones are the 55, so that's okay. But now my points total is 364 when it would have been, like, a, a even 350 before. And it's not a big... I'm happy to be earning more points, obviously, but it's just kind of like, ah! So close to a round number yet, yet so far. Um, I guess we should actually, like, talk... Uh, the race this past weekend. We're gonna we're gonna recap Candace a little bit. Not gonna do this too much because we did a full episode on that. Um, then we're gonna preview Darlington a little bit. Not much news this week actually, which I'm actually shocked about. Um, then we're gonna talk about the one I guess big news story this week. Um, so Emily, I guess since you're driver one, I guess I'll let you go ahead and lead off here. Uh, just a uh, quick recap: your thoughts of oh, well Denny's win at Kansas, and also just uh, the race in general, and maybe the fist fight if you want to get into that. Yeah, so, I mean, I was really, really excited that Denny pulled it off. You know, there were a lot of moments there where, um, and so you guys, if you watched or listened to our previous show, um, you would know that I kind of missed the race. Of course, naturally, Denny won, <laughs> I missed it. So I had to watch it back. But, like, you know, a very exciting race, and then to get to watch him pull it off at the end was great, even though I was kind of disappointed um, in how it all went. <laughs> As far as, like, having to slam someone in the wall to win. So, cool. I, <laughs> I also really, you know, it didn't surprise me that he won, because that's a good track for him, but I'd love to see, like, a really good big win. Not that that's not big, but, you know. I know what you mean. Big win. Crown jewel. So, kind of, kind of the goal. So, um, yeah. the, the fights at the end, cool. I love it. Like, bring him <laughs> on. Let's have some action. Absolutely. So, I do, too. All about that life. Without a fight, NASCAR might not be in the spot that it's in today in terms of uh, general popularity. So, And I did see a stat today. Um, now, I'm not on like Twitter or any other social medias, um, but I did see, and th this is big, because like especially with the younger generation, me and Emily's people, social media obviously is king. You know, if you didn't know, if you've been living under a rock, social media is kind of a big deal for us people. Um... And Denny Ham or not Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson's fight apparently got more Twitter interaction, so I guess more people tweeted about it or liked tweets about it or whatever they do, um, than any other drivers on Sunday's race. It got three times the amount of interactions that Denny Hamlin did, and Denny Hamlin was the winner of the race. I know, I'm not sure if they have it still, but I remember watching a documentary on, like, NASCAR headquarters from, I think, 2015, and they have a center, like a social media center, where they can see what drivers are popping up the most across all social media platforms. They were probably, like, their eyes were bugging out when they saw how many people, because 120,000, I don't know if that's 120,000 people, or 120,000, like, just total interactions or whatever across the page. But that's a lot of people that were interested in the Ross Chastain, uh, Noah Gregson fight. You can go back and listen to Monday's episode to hear all our thoughts on that. But I agree, Emily. Big win for Denny. A little unfortunate that he had to, to do a little, you know, turn Larson a little bit to do it. 
Um, but that's just hard racing, and it very well could be Denny Hamlin versus Kyle Larson this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, pretty good race, though. One of the best Candace, excuse me, probably the best Candace race, one of the best races in NASCAR history. Um, I'm not sure I'd put it top 10, but probably cracking the bottom end of the top 20. I mean, just between the great battle, the fist fight, just great racing all day, a lot of action, some crashes, uh, really had everything you could want. Um, and it was a race that NASCAR really needed on a day where Formula One was kind of taking over the United States um, sphere, I guess. So, moving on to our big news story. Now, Emily, like for the past four or five weeks, and let me just throw the throw Google on this real quick, make sure I didn't miss anything. It seems like there has been breaking news like every single Wednesday, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 5 seconds before we go on and start recording our show. This week there wasn't. Not much has happened this week, and I'm okay with that. Um, but there is one big story. It broke over the weekend, but there is one big story that does pertain to this weekend's race at Darlington. So as, uh, well, yeah, this weekend is NASCAR throwback weekend at Darlington. Um, a lot of historic paint schemes. Um, everybody's kind of throwing back to old logos. I think all the pit reporters are going to have, like, throwback shirts on, as they usually do. Um, we're going to have a host of... Uh, former drivers in the Fox booth, but one really cool thing about NASCAR Throwback Weekend is that it enables drivers to throw back to certain paint schemes, uh, either of family members, of drivers that drove for their team, or just a paint scheme that they like. And one scheme that should be very noticeable, at least to fans of the early 2000s, is going to be the 51 card. Now, you might ask, why is a Rick Ware Racing Throwback going to be so special? They... They're not a very historic team in NASCAR. All they're known for is for their drivers getting arrested and for being backmarkers. However, the man driving the 51 this week is none other than the Daytona 500 winner from 2008, the Brickyard 400 winner from 2013. He's going to be a NASCAR Hall of Famer. He's been named one of the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR history, the Rocket Man, Ryan Newman is going to be back in the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend. Now, it is it does come with a bit of a caveat. Uh, he did say in an article this week, and he has a very good reason to be concerned about this. I mean, he's an engineering major. He knows a lot about it. But he says he's very concerned with the safety of the next-gen cars, as he should be. Last year, we saw, like, four concussions. And he has two bars in the roll cage already named after him, after very scary incidents. Obviously, his most notable wreck was 2020 Daytona 500. He's flipped. He's been on top of cars. Cars have been on top of him a lot more than probably any other driver in NASCAR history. He says the only reason that he's running the race this weekend is so he can be eligible for the All-Star race, but he says he's also only running short tracks this year because he doesn't feel safe uh, on any bigger tracks. Darlington's technically a super speedway. It's an intermediate, a mile and a third, a little over a mile and a third long, 1.366 miles. Um, I didn't want to touch on the safety stuff too much, um, but, you know, it is to be noted, and that I, I, you know, I don't mind him saying that he's only going to run short tracks. I don't think he wants to go back full-time. He's 45. He had a great career. Um, I'm just happy to see him back in a car. But he will be running this race. He'll be running the Bristol Night Race in September. He'll be running at Richmond in August. He'll be attempting to run the All-Star Race here in a couple... Or, yeah. Wow. We are 11 days away from racing North Wilkesboro. 
I just that's gonna make I can't wait I can't wait till North looks bro um, and Martinsville in the fall as well uh, but Emily I know you didn't you only got to see Ryan Newman for two years his last race was was in 2021 at Phoenix he ran the full season in 2021 he made the playoffs in 2019 had the big crash came back wasn't his normal self um, what do you think it means though for Ryan Newman to be returning? What do you think, what do you make of him saying that he doesn't want to race any big tracks because of the safety and just, just what does it mean for him to be coming back, especially on throwback weekend when he can throw back to, to a paint scheme that he was very successful in? I mean, I'm so eager to see him race. I remember the big, the big crash and watching, um, that, that, it was just scary, truly. Yep. And then, watching him walk out of that hospital was like mm. crazy because I think no one expected that. So to see him come back, um, hopefully we just see uh, kind of the old Ryan, you know, yeah. that'd be great. As much as we can. So I, I always think he's a, he's a good guy. He really is. So I, uh, I, I wish him all the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was, it, it was sad. I don't know how much the wreck had to do with it. I mean, he was in his 40s. Um, seeing him just kind of go out with a whimper, though, in 20, 2021 was just not a good year. I mean, Roush didn't have it that year, but I think he was something like 26 in points. Just didn't have it. Um, but he closed out a really solid career. Now, he's in a Rick Ware car. We shouldn't expect him to win. I would expect him at best maybe to run around 25th, maybe 20th. Um, but it's really good just to see him back. Maybe it'll bring some old fans back. Um, but, you know, it is interesting, though, his comments on safety. You know, he's, he's a guy that he's had plenty of experiences um, with that. And you referenced that 2020 Daytona 500 wreck. So I, after Junior retired in 2017, I kind of took a break. I didn't watch much in 2018, hardly any in 2019. 2020, I got back into it. COVID and being quarantined had a lot to do with me getting back into it, but I was already back into it at the start of the 2020 season. I was so excited because I was like, I don't know why I left. I'm so excited to watch the Daytona 500 this year. And then that happened, and I was like, oh, my gosh. It's my first race being fully back immersed, and I might have just watched a guy die on national television. Seeing him walk out of that hospital was, was incredible. I mean, like three days after the wreck, I mean, it, it, was, it was just incredible to watch. I'm so happy that he's going to be coming back. Um, and to see him back in a paint scheme, I think that's his 2003 paint scheme where he won uh, like eight poles. He won 51 in his career. That's why his nickname, the Rocket Man, because in qualifying, there was nobody better in the early to mid-2000s. Um, but so excited to have him back. And Emily, that sounds crazy. That's really our only big news story. So next, we're going to take a look at the standings and preview Darlington. Time now to take a look at the NASCAR Cup Series point standings going into the track too tough to tame. And speaking of Darlington, now we're going to preview it here in a few minutes, but we're also going to have a full preview episode and a YouTube pre-race show out on Friday. So come back Friday. Cup Preview Friday, as I like to call it. Might have to do a doubleheader tomorrow on the Spotter Sand YouTube page. The Spotter, apostrophe S, Sand YouTube channel with both the Truck and Xfinity pre-race show because I am a lazy bum and didn't record the truck one and after I record one of these podcasts and edit it and make sure that I don't make any weird noises during the recording then I have to cut it out. I'm kind of done editing anything. <laughs> so uh, you're not y'all aren't going to get a Truck Pre-race show tonight, but y'all will get that tomorrow. Looking at the standings, 
Um, Ross Chastain, not only did he get involved in a fight, but he also extended his points lead this weekend. Um, it was just three over Christopher Bell for the regular season. Now it is 31. But playoff-wise, Denny locks his uh, locks himself into the playoffs. So I know Emily, you'll you'll, you'll ugh, can't talk. You will be very happy about that. Uh, he is locked in with Martin Truex, Christopher Bale, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Ricky Stenhouse. Nine guys have won 12 races. The three that have won multiple races, they've all won two. Kyle Larson, William Byron, and Kyle Busch. First man in on points, Mr. Ross Chastain, plus 151. He's not the only one, though. Plus triple digits, Kevin Harvick, plus 105. Ryan Blaney, plus 97. Brad Keselowski, plus 68. Chris Buescher, plus 49. Daniel Suarez, plus 6. Chase Presco, last man in right now, plus 2. And Alex Bowman, let it be known, is technically in, but he will be officially out after this weekend. Uh, Bubba, first man out, minus 2. Ty Gibbs, minus 16. McDowell, minus 18. Cindric, minus 25. LaJoy, minus 30. Gillen, minus 41. Eric Jones, minus 46. Eric Amarola, minus 50. AJ Ondinger, minus 55. That is your top 25. Justin Haley. Uh, currently 59 points back, Ryan Priest 76 back, Chase Elliott, uh, whoops, Chase Elliott uh, 77 back, Austin Dillon 91 back, um, Harrison Burton is 110 back, Gregson 128 back, Ty Dillon 155 back. I think anybody below probably 55 has to win, but as guys below the cut line win, and as more guys win, each new winner kind of changes the cut line. <laughs> Some change it in a minuscule way, some change it in a major way. But if a guy like a Bubba, a Gibbs, a Almondinger, a Priest wins a race, then that is really going to shake up the playoff picture as a whole, especially with superstars like Bowman, oops, Bowman and uh, Elliott still looking to get in. Um, anybody that you are really uh, impressed with in the standings, Emily? Anybody that you are a little disappointed with? As we are now a third of the way through the season after Darlington, we'll be halfway through the regular season. I mean, happy that Jimmy locked in. It's really all I've been waiting on. Thought you might really say that. Is. Thought you might say that. Um, you, you thought right. I figured. Um, I'm really impressed with Kevin Harvick. Um, plus 105 in your swan song season. This might, I know Jeff Gordon making it to the final four in 2015 is a really hard final season to beat. Um, but Kevin Harvick, I don't know if he can make it to the championship four, but I mean, if he wins a couple races and makes it to the round of eight, do we say that's better than Gordon's 15? I don't know. Um, but certainly something to keep an eye on is these <laughs> couple of, couple of old guys kind of, well, Gordon's not battling for but Harvick's battling to have the, the best uh, final season of all time. Um, Kyle Larson, we talked about him. It's kind of been checkers or top five for him this year, checkers or wreckers. Um, I believe in every race that he has not finished top ten, he has either been wrecked in or spun or had something happen to him that is not his fault. Um so I'm just saying, if that says anything about how good Kyle Larson has been this year, then yeah. Um, disappointing wise, disappointment wise, um, I don't know. Ryan Priest just baffles me. I mean, I didn't expect him to come in and light the world on fire, but I thought he would at least be above the Colleg cars and Todd Gilland and Corey LaJoy in points um, for a guy that was kind of supposed to be Tony Stewart splash higher. Uh, he is not really 
acted the part. Um, owner stand, own, ugh, can't talk. Owner standings wise, this really only matters for the 48 and the 9 since they've been driven by different guys now. Uh, the 48 is still in 12th, the 9 is still in 16th. Josh Berry back in that 48 this weekend, and we'll see about the All-Star race. We'll see about Bowman's availability for that. Uh, given it's an exhibition, I wouldn't be surprised if he sat it out, but everybody wants to race in North Wilkesboro. So we'll see. Chevy leads the manufacturer standings right now. Let's go. Bowtie Brigade represent. They are plus 30 over Toyota and plus 49 over Ford. Ford 49 back at Toyota. Chevy with Chevy win, uh, seven wins. Toyota with four Ford with one. So found on road dead, Emily, is not doing very well. Not surprised at all. Looking at Darlington, uh, this is a track where Ford has actually seen a decent amount of success. Uh, they won here in the spring last year with Joey Logano uh, when he punted William Byron out of the way to get the win. Um, I usually save this for the, the preview show, but I might as well do it here. Weekend schedule for the Cup Series. Um, Saturday, everything, they have like standard practice times now at every track, which I find kind of odd, but... Um, Practice is at 10.35 Eastern, Saturday morning. Uh, it's on FS2 at 10.30, uh, MRN, Series X, and NASCAR Radio. Then it moves to FS1 at 11. That's confusing. It loses viewership. I don't know why FS1 and, and USA do that. Again, what is so important that it's on, on FS1 at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning? That it's unless it, if it's soccer, I understand. But if it's anything other than soccer, then I I don't get it. There's no reason why you should have to change channel to watch forty minutes of Cup Series practice. That's stupid. Uh, qualifying's at eleven twenty a.m. Eastern. FS1 MRN Series XM NASCAR Radio, and then the race is at three Eastern on Sunday. FS1 MRN Series XM NASCAR Radio. The Xfinity race is on Fox, which I would much rather have the Cup race on Fox. Um, I guess it's the the new USFL football league that's taking up that time slot. I I don't I don't know. NASCAR easily outclasses them in viewers when NASCAR's on cable, but I uh, I don't know. Um, looking at some favorites, Kyle Larson, obviously Jenny Hanlon, obviously Kyle Larson though, unless I am mistaken, and he won here in the forty-two, um, has yet to win at Darlington. He's been very close. Very, very close. Last fall in Southern 500, I think he had some issues, but the last three races there, uh, or spring of last year, uh, I think he got wrecked. Um, but in 2021, finished second to Martin Truex, and then finished second to Denny Hamlin in that year's day, uh, Southern 500. So I think it's going to be Hamlin, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all, honestly, if it is Denny Hamlin. Uh, versus Kyle Larson. Again, this is a great track for both of them. It fits Larson's driving style, and Denny just being a very crafty guy, crafty vet, it's a track, Darlington's a track where being a veteran is a huge, huge advantage. Uh, so, Emily, I'm going to, this is going to make you very happy. I'm going to, for the poll, I'm going to go with the guy that won the poll and the race in the spring last year. I'm going to Joe Logano for the poll. I said this about Dover, but I feel like this is going to be a race where Joey Logano wins the pole, and then drops like a rock. Now, he did win here in the spring, but I think it's going to be like last week, a Toyota, like JGR 2311 versus Hendrick, and maybe Ross Chastain. Bubba and Reddick were solid here last year. JGR is going to be solid. Ty Gibbs might be if he Darlington in the cup car for the first time will be will be an experience for sure. Uh, but Truex has won here before. 
Byron nearly won here last year. So uh, give me Logano for the poll, but give me Denny Hamlin to win. I wouldn't be surprised if Denny won out the rest of this month. He's the defending Coke 600 winner. He's great at all short tracks. North Wilkesboro could be right up his alley. I think Denny's going to go back to back. And I think he's going to beat out, or at least this is my dream scenario, Hamlin versus Larson again at Darlington would be awesome. Um, but give me Denny to win this race. Who do you think, Emma? Well, you can just say what you think overall about this upcoming race to Darlington. But also, who do you think is going to win the poll, and who do you think is going to win the race? Listen, as much as I'd like for Denny to win another in a row, I feel like it's pretty unlikely just because that's not him. Um, I would not be surprised to see Larson um, win this race. So maybe we'll just give him the poll too, you know. <laughs> Win, win from the pole. Maybe you can do like Logano did last year. Um, are there any really underdogs Never that you know. think could have a shot this weekend? I know Ricky Stenhouse, he's not a guy that's traditionally performed well here, but he's been really solid this year. I have my eye on him. Eric Jones in a, in a Legacy Motor Club car won the Southern 500 last year. So any underdogs that you really have your eye on this weekend? I mean, can I call Kyle Busch an underdog? Uh, Maybe. I mean, I, I guess so, maybe. Listen, I want to make I want to make him an underdog. Let's make him an underdog. Let's okay. We're um, making Kyle Busch an underdog. Watch Kyle Busch go right to the back. That's what we want. All right. So the underdog going right to the back. All right. That that's very uh, that's an interesting strategy. Um, where do you think? And again, I mean, he's forty five years old. He's in a Rick Ware racing car. I think realistic expectations oh, would be around. My family was having this discussion. Yeah. How old is Kevin Harvick? Oh, how old is Kevin Harvick? I believe 46. Let me Google it. I believe he is 46 my years dad old. Was like, 47, actually. I told my dad about his retiring. And my dad's like, he's one of the young guys. I'm like, no. No, not anymore. He's, he's 47. Not that young anymore. He's, he's just 47. That way. Yeah, he's 47 years old now. Crazy to think. Like in NASCAR, he's old. Yeah, he is. There is uh, there's a few guys though. There's a, there's a few guys that raced in NASCAR that uh, that are still yeah. racing in their 90s at, at local short tracks. But uh, yeah, the oldest guy that still raced in NASCAR consistently was Morgan Shepard. He was like 75 when he started his last race. Um, the last guy semi competitively that ran that old was probably Harry Gant. Uh, who was like 54 when he won his last race. Richard Petty was 55 when he ran his last race, but he was completely washed at that point. Um, so, yeah, Harvick is Harvick is an old guy. Um, I'm not sure if we touched on this Monday. Not sure if the news was out Monday or not, but he was named the 75 greatest drivers list uh, this week, as was Matt Kenseth. Uh, today, wow. Matt Kenseth named one of the 75 greatest drivers oh. of all time. Uh, and he's going to be on there, but Kyle Busch has not been put on there yet, Emily. I know that makes you happy. He will be on there. There's a few guys that they still haven't put on there yet. I don't believe they put uh, Jimmy Johnson on there yet, nor Kyle Busch, but they're obviously going to be on there. Um, but, yeah, Harvick yeah, is old. Harvick's, Harvick's we'll kind of getting old. We'll see if Kyle can come out of the underdog ranking. We'll see if he can do it. Oh, anyway, uh, last question here. Uh, where do you think Ryan Newman will run? Now, I know he's older. And then Rick wear a car, but where do you think he will run? And, and if you have one, what is your finish prediction for Ryan Newman? Honestly, he's going to DNF. <laughs> Dang. Like, let's be real. Yeah, maybe so. maybe he won't DNF, but he'll probably... I don't have a whole lot of hope. I, yeah. I want to have hope, but I don't. I do too. I would say I'm going to go with... 
29th. He's going to finish somewhere in the back with Josh Berry. Yeah, I'm. oh, dang, Josh Berry slander. I'm going to go with 29th. I did, last year's race is kind of chaotic, <laughs> had a few big ones. I'm going to go with 29th. Um, I, I think he'll probably end up two, three laps down. It's a Rick Ware car, but still happy to see the Rocket Man back on track. Any final thoughts, Emily, on Kansas, yeah, Darlington, the I mean, Ryan Newman news, better. anything like that? Um, hopefully you can hear this. The internet's been a little spotty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited. Hoping um, that Denny's momentum continues and that we keep seeing some great racing like we saw this weekend. Yeah, Darlington's always one of my favorite racetracks to go to. I'm so happy they go back there twice a year because it's been here since 1950. It's only a year younger than NASCAR itself. Uh, it's a track that really embodies the spirit of NASCAR, and it always puts on great races. I can't remember the last bad Darlington race that I watched, if Darlington has ever put on a bad race. But no matter what aero package, car, drivers are on it, uh, it always puts on a great show. Can't wait to get to the track too tough to tame. Coverage, of course, uh, well, here Friday, the pre-race show for the Goodyear 400, and then Monday, the post-race show, and then a week from today, uh, well, our normal Wednesday show. Coverage also on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter apostrophe S Stand. We'll have coverage for all three series this week and into the weekend at Darlington Raceway. So, Emily, thank you so much for wasting your time and coming on the show again. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back here probably Monday for the post-race show for Darlington. So, thank you for coming on. Everybody, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, review, follow, comment. Do do all Click all the buttons. Uh, as, as I like to say. So thank you for watching and listening, however you're consuming this podcast, and we will see you on Friday. Goodbye, everybody.